0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. The markets that saw corn and beans saw some positivity happening. There was a bit of a struggle bus going on at times in the wheat complex. But there's a lot of factors that are being fed into what we saw in the markets, not only yesterday, but into today as, as we talk about this warm, dry weather. Is there concerns as we head into the the second half of October into November? And of course, we all know the election countdown continues how much of that is playing on the markets? And that's where we're going to start as Sue Martin joins us with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. And Sue, you said it well. These elections right now are having an effect on the markets and it might go beyond the November election.
1: Well, they are. Um, you look at the stock market and it almost implies a, a Trump win. And, you know, yet you look at everything else and it almost implies not. So, it's it's kind of a, a tenuous situation, one that uh, would be, I think, accompanied with a lot of volume in the markets and volatility. And we know that the um, exchanges have already said they're going to raise margins uh, as we go into November for the election on November 3rd, and clearing firms have already notified us offices saying... That they will also be raising their, the margins, you know, kind of whatever the exchange does, they'll raise it that much. But they've also indicated they may raise it more. And also have alerted us that we should be prepared to answer margin calls, ACHing, wire transfers mid, within the uh, time frame of a, of the um, market trading hours. So, that shows they, too, are a little nervous. Now, what that could mean is, is that as we get closer, markets that have been heavily loaded with uh, fund trade, uh, be it whether it's long or short, right now the funds seem to be more long than anything. For example, in soybeans, uh, kind of building a position in corn, more long, growing long in wheat. Well, What might happen is you might see some liquidation downsizing of their position because many of these managed funds have to have only so much invested. And as margins go up, it's going to have to decrease how much they can be in the marketplace. And then if, and I'm sure they're looking at the volatility potential too. So, you know, let's say that President Trump wins. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of rhetoric. It's not going to settle down. And we're going to continue to see that. Let's say Biden wins. I think there's a faction out here that's going to just create chaos too. So it's really kind of a very tenuous, uncertain time. And we may see that, well, first off, if you have uh option volatility or volatility in the markets kicking in, your option premiums are going to go up as well.
0: So as you look at previous election years how is this year different from what we're seeing in the market effects
1: oh my goodness Um, this year really is chaotic Um, I think for agriculture and ag markets uh, we're tied so far back to China right now and Brazilian weather Um, you know today we had word that uh, China uh, has been in the market. They booked uh, another three to four cargoes of beans, and it's said that two of those cargoes are being uh, shipped out of the Pacific Northwest for January delivery. And there's been talk for, geez, I want to say almost a week now that China is interested in corn out of the Gulf. Um, also, we've heard that uh, China's government did issue another set of TRQs about five million dollars worth and originally it was always supposed to or metric tons i should say five million metric tons for corn originally i think that tally is around maybe seven or nine million metric tons so this is in an addition and it's thought that we could see that number double again but yet while we keep hearing rumors that china has booked corn out of the Gulf. In fact, last, um, gosh, I want to say Friday, I seen where there was in the lineup of ships, a, a ship loaded with DDGs going to China. Um, you know, but you don't hear much talk and we're not seeing the confirmation of this. And, of course, ethanol is also talked about. Well, both are very cheap and feed costs are very high. You know, when the uh, African swine fever uh, broke out in China and decimated you know, nearly half of their, their hog herd. Uh, what happened is, is that they, you know, you have to have protein for their people. They immediately jump started their poultry production and increased it. Well, in 2019, poultry production increased 19% and, or 18%. And this year so far, it's been 8%. Now it's thought that by the end of 2021, that China will have their hog herd back up to normal. However, they are still dealing with some instances of African swine fever. Vietnam, it's researched there, uh South Korea's dealing with it again, and so is the Philippines. And then China imports a chunk of uh pork out of Europe, the U- European Union. Well, Germany is the world's largest exporter out of the European Union, and unfortunately China's had to back away from them because they have found Yesterday it was up to 63 wild boars uh, found with the African swine fever. So that number keeps changing and increasing every day. So the U.S. has been blessed so far not to have it. And that keeps us in favor with China. And they'll keep buying pork. But in the meantime, with the increase in their poultry production, both entities are commanding more soy meal and more corn. Stick around, folks. When we come back. We're going to
0: continue this conversation with Sue Martin. Sue again is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. We're going to take a look as well. There has been some talk and some wonder. Could the basis see some pressure this week as harvest continues and at a quick pace? More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle final bell on the Rural Radio Network. Six. Welcome back to the final, final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Sue Martin, who is with Ag and Investment out of Clary in Iowa. And before we went to break, we know that um, the report of yesterday, crop progress, was delayed a day because of the holiday yesterday. But having said that in anticipation, it seems like everybody is hitting this corn pretty quickly because Mother Nature has been working with them.
1: Well, it has, and, and that's the nice thing uh this afternoon we're thinking that um, i would have to say probably 45 47% of the us soybean crop will have been harvested in fact excuse me i want to say corn uh, that much of the corn crop will be have been harvested through this past sunday and the bean crop we could be as much as 64 65% of the bean crop harvested so farmers are really moving through um harvesting unlike the last three years. And the other thing they're getting done is they're getting the fall prep done. And they're going to have fertilizer on if they are one to put fertilizer on normally in the fall. Come next spring, farmers are going to be ready to hit those fields um, as soon as they can. So it's a, a very good time. It also implies that our prevent plant acres that we've had the last couple of years, especially in the Dakotas, are probably going to be back into being... Uh, Tillable and farmable next year.
0: Well, looking at that and, and the, the pace that we're seeing, are we going to see any basis pressure this
1: week and in the what? weeks to come? You know, that's the interesting thing. I'm not so sure we are. Um, for one thing, farmers are really pushing the beans to town. On corn, you're catching some selling as you get up to the $4 level, that magical number, you know, our high yesterday on Monday was uh, three ninety nine and three quarters. So as you hit that four, it's it's a little psychological. But in the meantime, I'm hearing various ethanol facilities, 25, 30 cents premium over the board. Now, you know, it can be in Indiana. I've heard it in Southern Nebraska, Northern Kansas. Um, you can take that 25, 30 cents over the board where we're at these days and then you add on your COVID-19 payments from the government, and you're going to be looking pretty so or much better than you ever dreamed. So um, this year's going to turn out not to be such a bad year for farmers. Yields may be, in some cases, not as good as last year, but others are better. So I have to think that the farmer's going to end up in a be- much better place than he was and what he even thought he would be. And, of course... You know, I, I think demand's going to continue to remain very strong. South American farmer is 60% sold on beans. And um, that's a, you know, that's a fast pace. He's not normally that aggressive. And prices are kind of enticing him to do it. But in the meantime, um, they need rain. And while they're supposed to catch rain, and there's a forecast of rain between now and the next 10 days, And normally this is about the time they start their rainy season. But if they don't catch much rain out of this, the markets are going to be quick to start to respond again a second go around.
0: Well, you and I were talking about weather during the front half as well. And I'm wondering as we look at, you know, the winter wheat and just crops in general, is there concern because we've got that same dryness taking place here in the U.S.?
1: Oh, I think so. You know, La Nina is uh, forecast to last by the Australian Weather Bureau. They're expected to, or the Bureau of Climatology, that uh, the La Nina should last through spring. Um, that's a concern because we're gonna be warmer than normal probably, which is a change in the forecast uh, from some that I had heard earlier, that we're gonna be warmer than normal as we get go through November and December. But what about as we go through Fe- January, February, it's going to be a real concern because when you look at the drought monitor um boy the expansion of the dry areas Nebraska has a fair amount in the uh, drought uh area on the drought monitor so and that's the latest one that's come out that's kind of scary, and I would say a good almost getting to be two thirds of Iowa now in it too, so it's it's real concerning because. We are very, very dry where I'm at.
0: And that dryness is just going to add to the pressure, I think, of this market trade that we see, which then is going to have an effect on what we see on the livestock side as they try to buy feed.
1: Well, exactly. And I know we've been telling our subscribers to our website that they need to be getting corn booked. We've been telling them that for some time. And we've been telling them to do it at least for six months out ahead. Um, But I will say... There is, and I got to go back and do some checking on it. There is a tendency in years when corn rallies in through the fall, counter seasonally. It's not uncommon to see it continue on. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our our um, uh, number is one eight hundred five two seven zero zero five one, and uh, you enjoy the rest of the day. It's gorgeous out.
0: That it is. Thanks so much. Sue Martin's been joining us. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle final bell being brought to you by Fontenelle hybrids and all your local Fontenelle dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.